the fans there, you know, you, you feel the place, it's loud. But then when you're, you know, we were always out in the community doing things and, you know, just having, you know, I've been on other teams where you, the fans aren't as interactive and there's not, you know, there's not many of them and there is a lot of them and here and then we we're supposed to, you know, sometimes we we had our mailman in Syracuse, he came to our wedding, you know, it's just like we were able to hang out with him and do stuff. We still talk to him and there's other fans that we talked to that I was very a part of that still to this day, you know, share things with me and everything. So, and I don't have that from any other team. So that's how special Syracuse is. And it was special for us and, you know, my wife to be out in the community and being involved. And Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is Crunch Chronicles, episode 25 of the program here today. And we are very happy to be joined by Syracuse Crunch defenseman Matt Termina, who is our guest here this week on Crunch Chronicles. Matt Termina spent parts of four seasons with the Syracuse Crunch. He was part of the very first Crunch team of the Lightning affiliation back in 2012 2013. He spent the first two years of the affiliation in Syracuse, got traded during the 2013-2014 season to the Columbus Blue Jackets organization in a trade that ended up bringing over Jonathan Marcheseau and Dalton Smith to Syracuse. But he was, you know, very successful his first couple of years in Syracuse, a part of that team that went to the Calder Cup finals in 2013. In year number one with the Crunch, he had 24 points in 55 games, but added 12 points in the playoff run for the Crunch as they went to the finals for the first time in franchise history. Like we said, he came back for the 2013-14 season, was traded midway through, was in Worcester the following season, 2014-15, but returned to Syracuse and the Lightning organization in 2015-2016. He played 61 games for the Crunch, 41 points, and said it was really, you know, Worcester the year before, and then that year with the Crunch was really where his mind set changed of how he approached things as a player and drove to some great success his final couple of years in pro hockey. So that was 2015-16. And then he returned again for his final season in Syracuse in 2016-2017. A dominant season on the Crunch Blue Line. 60 points in 70 games played. He ended up winning the Eddie Shore Award for the AHL's best defenseman in the regular season. He was an all-star that year as well, but became the second Crunch defenseman ever to win the Eddie Shore Award. Just so dominant that year. Ended up with 20 points in 22 playoff games as well for Syracuse. So 40 career playoff games in a crunch sweater for Matt Taramita and the only player to be part of both the 2013 Calder Cup finalists and the 2017 Calder Cup finalists for the crunch. He's the only guy who played in both of those series for Syracuse. 227 career regular season games of the Crunch, 143 points. A two-time finalist, the Eddie Shore Award winner, and one of the best players in franchise history. Our guest on episode 25 of Crunch Chronicles, former Crunch defenseman Matt Termina. No, it's good to be on, and it's good to be, you know, back talking Syracuse but uh, I'm back in Michigan right now around uh, at home and St. Clair Shore has been just you know just kind of relaxing here a little bit but I've been pretty busy with uh, coaching and hockey and stuff like that and just kind of 
you know, trying to stay in the game a little bit. Yeah, your your playing days done, of course. But uh, you know, how has post hockey, you know, retirement, I guess, from playing been for you? What what's what's been keeping you busy uh, in addition to the coaching and whatnot? Yeah, uh, well, we just uh, my wife and I, Katie, we just had uh, our first boy about uh, almost seven months ago. So he's been you know keeping us busy. He's making all those big. Uh, transformations now he's about <laughs> ready to start crawling so he's he's on the move and you know keeping us running around giving us a bunch of exercise so it's been uh you know it's been fun and it's been a blessing he he's he's been uh he's been awesome so we're just he's been going around and to rink to rink with us and so you start him out early oh that's awesome well congratulations we always love to hear that it's uh that's awesome to hear and uh, i'm sure as you say keeping you busy and maybe helping the adjustment a little bit uh, keeping your mind off of you know not being uh, on the ice anymore yeah absolutely you know you really realize the difference like in life on how you know, your days are going, what's going on outside of it. Then you come home and you just kind of, everything kind of just, you know, you forget about everything. And so that's always nice to, nice to have. I know with the crazy times these days and our lives and stuff like that, just coming home and kind of forgetting about everything really helps out in the long run. Yeah, no, for sure. And and uh, we're wishing him and, and you and, and Katie and everyone well here as, uh, as you see all those, as you said, the transformations and uh, he'll be running around real quick. The, you'll really be busy once that starts going on. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Termina is our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Matt, as we we shift your, you know, the focus now to your, your uh, playing days with the Crunch and in Syracuse and uh, obviously four different years in Syracuse. Before we dive into some of the more specifics, just uh, love to hear your general thought, you know, the, the wide brush um, on your time in the crunch. You know, what was your experience like in Syracuse? No, it, it was great. We loved being there, uh, you know, the interactions with the community and the fans. And I think we had so much support. It, it made the time being there a lot of fun. And obviously with, um, you know, as far as we went, unfortunately, you know, not being able to pull off a, a Calder Cup, but being able to go there you know, the finals twice and it, it just, it made the time a lot, a lot of fun. Then you, you know, you meet a lot of people and make a lot of friends in your time there that I still talk to this day. And it's, it was a fun time. And, you know, sometimes unfortunately with hot, you know, hockey, we really never got to, you know, travel around as much and go see the sites and stuff like that, you know, take advantage of it. But, you know, I think with what we did and in the community and it just made a lot of stuff special. And, you know, I, I remember a lot of good, you know, we have a lot of good memories from there and, you know, sometimes it's tough to leave, but that's just kind of how the, hockey world and business goes but you know I was able to come back and you know it's it was one thing that really kind of helped out my career I think 
Yeah, it was, uh, well, you, like you say, you were part of a couple of really good teams that go to the finals, which we'll get to here in a moment. But 227 games uh, in a crunch sweater over the course of your career, almost 150 points in that time. An Eddie Shore Award winner, uh, just a very productive uh, four seasons in Syracuse. You look, uh, you know, we'll start with year number one for you, which was at the very start of the Lightning affiliation back in 2012-2013. It was the first year that the Lightning had, uh, had been an affiliate here in Syracuse. Uh, it was your first year in the organization, both with the Lightning and with the Crunch, and and boy, we know how good that team was. What you know, when you think back to that very first year in Syracuse, what sticks out to you, and and what do you remember from year number one with the Crunch? Well, I think it was just the difference of where I came from, too. I mean, I came over from the Jersey organization with Lowell and Albany, and uh, I know going into that year they were having the lockout, um, so I felt, and I've had. John Cooper was my coach and junior, so it kind of there's some familiarity with with him and you know talking to him. And then the season that they had prior at Norfolk, you know, just the, the obviously, like you said, the players that they had and you know the camaraderie that they had and the, how special what they did the year before kind of really enticed me to come over. And I knew there wasn't you know much turnover from that team, and we're gonna kind of do the same thing again, just adding some pieces and, you know, unfortunately it fell short, but I think learned, you know, I learned a lot, had a lot more, um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I had a lot more fun, but I think the way they, you know, went about things there and, you know, how inclusive everything was, the guys were really close knit and that's what made them so successful the year before and that year. And obviously all those guys that, were there, you know, Radko Gudis and Palat and Johnson, Kaloran and all those guys who are still up in the NHL, you know, that has solidified a spot there. So, yeah, I played with some really good players and obviously they're they're still going today and it's very exciting to, you know, keep watching them, supporting them. Yeah, we've had a couple of the guys on recently from that team, Mike Angelides we had on, J.P. Cote, and and you, you talk about, you know, that that just the, the environment that those guys really helped create as, you know, the captain and assistant captain, those two, and, and the success they had in Norfolk. But coming in, and I remember the word always thrown around was just that family environment where anyone who came into that dressing room was immediately part of the family. How how did that drive the success of that team to, to have that, just that feel where everyone was immediately involved. I know there was at one point the the you know the team had the uh, bowling every week and and just to to keep the team loose and and tight and together. How did that play into the success of that team? Well, that was that's huge. I mean, the closer you can get, and uh, you know, obviously there's there's times where you know you don't have as close of a team, and obviously there's not some. You know, you don't have the success or maybe you don't have uh, it maybe coming down the line when tough times are you're having tough times that you're able to pull through. And I think with the group that we've had, they, you know, they've been through it before. They know they knew what to do. They it wasn't I mean, it wasn't hard for them. They, it, that's what it was. It was a big family that everybody, whether it was all 20 guys on the ice or the 25 that we had and the extra guys that, we, you know, you call up and bring in and stuff like that. It's, you just bring them right up into it and you gotta have fun together. And I know we did a lot of things together. It didn't matter whether it was bowling once a week or we, you know, we try to get out 
as a team and do things. Once one guy goes, it's kind of, Hey, we're going to throw a text out or throw it out to everybody. It's you shows up. And usually a lot of people showed up <laughs> in the whole team. And that, and that's what it was, it was just because we had such a good time together. And that's what really makes a lot of things successful. It was you grow and have fun and that camaraderie, you get to know each other, you get to know each other on the ice better and you get to talk to, uh, talk about things more. And, that's that's what helps out a team and you know you start to see that in the lower levels too now you gotta you gotta bring that up start like minor league hockey and you know where where i'm coaching you gotta try to find something to bring these kids together so that's that's a big thing because you have to have fun. If you don't like doing what you're doing, it's kind of tough. I think you had the perfect coach, at least at the start of that year, and John Cooper, who you mentioned already as well. You had him in junior, and uh, you know, midway through the year, towards the second half of that season, he ends up getting uh, promoted to Tampa Bay and has obviously been there ever since. Has had wonderful success, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. What was he like as a coach then? And and you know, when you had him as in junior, you know, that first year in Syracuse, and I'm sure you're not surprised to see the success he's continued to have. No, and the, you know the story behind him is is great, and the way that he came up too, and he he did it no differently than anybody any other kid who had to work their way up and you know figure things out and analyze a lot of things. But you know that's what he's good at, and he knows how to he knows how to get players to play. Like he knows how to motivate guys. We can have fun, but yet you know when there's times he's he's all over it so it's you know he demands the respect but also we're having we had a lot of fun in the process and that's also what makes the team successful when you you know when it's easy to play for a coach like that Matt Termina, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. So that season was, I mean, obviously such a good one for the Crunch Division Championship. Uh, you go into the playoffs, and uh, the first couple of rounds, a couple of sweeps for the team. You, you win in five games against the Penguins, getting all the way to the final for the first time in franchise history. We know how the uh, the final went against Grand Rapids. But when you think back about that playoff run and, and the success that you guys had had throughout, uh, what you know, what do you remember from that that playoffs and and uh, and just you know the the energy in Syracuse the you know the whole community was behind the team obviously um what sticks out to you from that that 2013 playoff run well that was you know that's my first time going far and you know I've made playoffs before but that was first time you know extending it and you know they've been there before and they know they knew what it took so I think just that experience and learning from them really helped out the, you know, helped out my game in learning how to, you know, play playoffs because playoff hockey is, it's a different, it's different. And you, know, you have to prepare different. You know, the game changes a little, you know, you don't get, away, can't get away or you can get away with a little bit more. And you know, it's, it's a battle out there. So I think, just trying to, you know, talk with those guys and figure out, hey, what, what's the big, what's the big difference? Like, where, where do we need to go from there? And there's, you know, obviously with Angelitas being a great leader, you know, he's he's always there. He has no problem. Cote was really big, especially on the D side of it, because he's always talking, and you know, he's got advice all the time. So those those guys really helped out. And, 
you know, we're just a little bit short. And actually, we didn't even think, you know, at that time, I we didn't think we were going to play Grand Rapids. And then, you know, I think Detroit got knocked out and Mrazic and DeKaiser and Tatar and Nyquist all go down. And, you know, it changed, changed the game. I remember they're playing uh, Oklahoma City. So, yeah. It's, uh, you know, thing, that's the difference, right? Things can change <laughs> really quick. So you just have to be willing to adapt. And no matter what's thrown at you, you, you just have to take it head on. Yeah, it was such a, a fun playoff run to be around. And it uh, goes to game six of that Calder Cup final before the Griffins uh, knocked off the crunch. So that was year number one in Syracuse. You come back for a second season in 2013-2014. You played about half the season uh, in Syracuse before you got traded. But uh, we'll start with, you know, before we get to the trade, just, you know, you, you what how that second season was going for, for you and for the team. There was uh, obviously a lot of talent early on, a lot of injuries, though, I know, both with the crunch and with Tampa Bay. And so uh, the season didn't go as maybe the crunch were hoping for, but what do you remember from your second year with the crunch? Right, yeah, no, it started off really well because, you know, that, that year is a little bit tougher. I never thought like it would have got traded, but you know that injuries is always they're always going to come in, right? And you just, especially in the AHL, that's where it's probably one of the hardest leagues to play in because there's there can be so much turnover, and you don't know who's going to go and for how long and who they're looking for. So that you just have to be prepared. And I think, you know, earlier on in my career, maybe I wasn't as, you know, didn't realize the game as much. And uh, it took me a little bit of time to really figure it out. Cause I think that next year is when I started to, you know, kind of humble myself and really just work on things and not let a lot of things bother me. And that's, that's one thing I think that year in Syracuse, a lot of, you know, kind of frustration kind of stepped in a little bit and didn't really have the year that I wanted. And unfortunately there's going to be trades that, you know, I never thought that that would happen, but it did. And I think eventually it worked out in the long run for me yeah well i mean that year you end up in in springfield you do get another uh, crack at the playoffs with the uh, the falcons that year after the crunch you weren't headed toward the playoffs as that season progressed uh the following season you're you're in worcester with the sharks but then you you do return to syracuse a couple of years later in 2015 uh, 16 you said it, it worked out down the line what what led you back to the organization uh you know a year and a half later well i think that year i really didn't sign anything i was get, i was really nervous i was getting worried uh i just signed a, a deal with worcester i think a couple of days before camp the ahl camp started so you know i was getting nervous and i think that time i just really kind of sat back and just said hey don't worry you can work your way back up you know maybe get a nhl shot but just go out and play your game and i think that started to help me out and progress. And then after that, you know, I had a pretty good year, was able to play all the games. I wasn't hurt and that definitely helped. And I think with Syracuse and Tampa and knowing me already, I think hopefully like I proved myself back and that's what they want. You know, they wanted that back. And then I just kind of took advantage of it and just let and just ran with it from there. And, you know, then I had a really, you know, really good year the next year. And 
um, it just kind of progressed from there. So I think that time I was before Worcester, I think I was a little bit worried about, you know, getting called up and doing all this and who they, who do we have? And just re- reading a lot of situations. And, then, you know, one time I'm just realized sometimes it's just a business. They're going to want certain people up there. There's it's out of your control. So you can't let things get to you that much. And I, I knew that I would take things pretty hard at times. I was always hard on myself, but you know, once you go back, you start overthinking things and, you know, I kind of stopped doing that and just went out, you know, just go out and play, have fun. And, you know, the success started happening more later on in my career. Yeah, you come into that 2015-16 season, you end up 61 games with the crunch. You get three games up in the NHL uh, with the Lightning as well. 41 points that season. Um, it, it, it's a year that didn't end in the playoffs for the crunch, but, uh, you know, what do you, what do you remember in terms of the course of that season, uh, continuing that trend in the positive direction and, and that mindset that you had uh, in that now what turned into your third year with the crunch? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like you said, we, had, we didn't make, we didn't do very well during the season, but I think, I mean, we were close. We were always kind of fairly close, just couldn't pull out some victories. And it was, it was an up and down kind of struggle. And but, you know, that year was, you know, I really don't remember too much of that year. Um, I just know that. You know, a lot of time, a lot of times years blend together. Yeah, so, right. And then trying to get through, the, you know, trying to get through the year, you're trying to get back on track and bring it into next year. And I know that we kind of struggled a little bit, and then we need to figure it out for the next year. Well, you certainly did that. That final year that you spent with the Crunch in 2016-2017, another really uh, just a great team for the Crunch, and, and you had a remarkable season, 60 points, 70 games with the Crunch. Uh, I'm sure that was a fun year to be a part of. Uh, another team that ends up in the, the Calder Cup Finals will get to the playoff run in, in a bit as well. But uh, just, you know, that, that, that final season in Syracuse, end up winning the Eddie Shore Award as the league's best defenseman. Uh, what went right for you that year uh, as you uh, really had, uh, you know, I mean, a career season in your final year with the Crunch? Yeah, I think I think having the right guys to give the puck to. <laughs> um, really, it was just, I've always been a special teams guy or more a power play guy, and that's kind of where I excelled throughout my career. And I think being able to just see and uh, run the power play and be able to give it to those guys. I mean, we had, you know, we had Conacher, we had, uh, they would put the puck in the net, but religiously, you know, and it would Gord and all the earn and all those guys that really have, you know, made a name for themselves now. And it took them a few years, but that's, I mean, you see where they're at now. And I think just being involved with that team, we, d- we just had some chemistry that, you know, really worked out and, you know, I was, I was able to pick my spots. And I think with, you know, Ben grew back there, you know, he didn't really, honestly, I really didn't talk to him too much. He didn't say too much to me on the ice or on the bench or in the locker rooms and stuff. But I think, so that kind of gave me a little bit more confidence, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more ability to do, do things. And, uh, that's kind of what kind of really helped me. I think, I think just having that confidence from him and, 
you know, wasn't too, wasn't too hard. Cause I know a lot of guys, you know, he's a hard coach and he, he demands a lot. And, but it was just always, I think it was just better that, you know, it was fairly quiet to me and I just went out and played my game and we, you know, we had, we had good times together so it was, it was fun no doubt uh, it certainly worked out for you and for him and it was such a, a, a fun team as we said and uh another uh, very entertaining playoff run a lot of great moments in the course of that playoffs whether it was uh, the time again overtime goal in uh, up in st john's you know things got dicey in that that first round series against the ice caps but uh crunch win that one in four gabriel dumont winning it in overtime in, in syracuse uh, that seven game series against toronto the the series against providence I mean, there are a lot of great moments. What What do you remember about that playoff run in 2017? Oh yeah, uh, no, I, I know it could have went either way. The first round, I think, the first round against St. John's, we we got lucky to pull those out. I know there was a couple mishaps and goals taken away uh, at times, and in those games, and you know they they matched up very well against us, and it was it was tough to come through that and then I know that one where the goal with Ty, like you mentioned the overtime with Ty getting in it was just kind of luckily he dropped his stick and went to go pick it up because <laughs> he was nowhere nobody was around him he had wide open I was just lucky that I happened to just get my head up and look and and found him back there and I was just hoping hey please don't miss in that but uh so that and then you know just getting back to the finals and then hope you know finding out that it's against grand rapids again you know hopefully there could have been some retribution and get back at it ironically though it was against grand rapids again it wasn't against a different team but that that whole playoffs it it you know it hurt like obviously getting there it just um you never know when you're going to get back there, if you're ever going to get back there or if you're ever going to get there, period. So yeah, getting there twice and not being able to pull it out really hurt, but it's it's learning experiences and those that you can take to other other teams or to new guys coming in and, you know, just kind of teach them and talk about like, hey, this is what this is what happens. Take advantage of it. But it, th- that whole playoffs was it was fun. It was a lot of fun because the the teams that we played were tough. We had a lot of we had a lot of battles. Toronto that that could have gone either way too. That was they were a huge rival with us the entire year, and always playing against Toronto was was fun. So being able to beat them in seven, coming through to Providence kind of taking care of business quicker was was fun and but every round that we went we always had some type of like little party or get together and stuff and I think we just had we had fun that way and we were able like I said the whole family part of it that's why we were so successful as we brought that back such a great uh, great team great team to watch and again the city certainly getting behind them uh, in 2017 you were the only guy who was a part of both uh, runs to the finals for the crunch how would you compare those two teams and and uh, just you know what each team brought uh, throughout the course of those seasons and and through the playoffs well I think you know we were we were definitely I think the first year 
we kind of ran into a little bit of uh, injuries, you know, and then we had some shakeups a little bit, obviously. Uh, Cooper leaves halfway through the year and uh, philosophies didn't really change too much, but I think uh, there was just, just a little different vibe, I think. Um, but, you know, the second time I thought we were probably the better – probably a little bit better. And that's, you know, kind of weird to say with all the players that have gone on to the NHL from the first time, but it's not like it hasn't happened on the second year. And um, it's just, I think we, we were there. We just, I don't know that we ran into a really good goalie. And I think a lot of, we just couldn't put the puck in the net as much as we wanted to. And, but I thought that second year, we, we were probably a better team. Matt Terraminer, a guest here on Crunch Chronicles, talking about his time in Syracuse. Uh, Matt, a couple of quick hitters uh, here before we let you run today. Just, uh, you know, curious, away from the rink uh, in Syracuse, what did you like to do? What what places did you like to go, uh, whether it was restaurants, uh, bars, whatever it might have been? Where, what did you like about the uh, the city itself? Yeah, I mean, the nice part is, is you know, the mall is, is big, so there's a lot to do there. There's, you know, you, you can have you know, go-karts, do all that other stuff. So we, I know a lot of times we'd go to the mall and and do stuff there. We love the, you know, the bowling. That was, that was fun. It was competitive, but we had a good time with it. We all, we made sure we had our own uh, outfits and stuff like that. And it was just those things. And then driving out, we're going out to the parks and driving out and seeing, you know, the sceneries and stuff like that that it's a different part of the different part of New York that you don't really see like driving up the finger lakes and everything like that. So, um, and then we always would be at the saltine warrior. That was our big thing. So, (laughs) um, anytime, you know, a lot of us lived above it. I, you know, probably was down in the bar a little bit more than I needed to be, but (laughs) it, you know, it was, uh, a lot of time it was because, they had the NHL package, didn't need to buy it. And we'd just go down there and, you know, watch a bunch of games. And especially if guys got called up, we'd go on and watch them, support them. And there was all different kinds of games going on. So, and it wasn't just me. It would be a bunch of other guys that would come over and we'd sit down, we'd watch, we'd, nothing too crazy. But those times just chatting, watching games, having a good time, those are things that, you definitely miss now, especially when it's not around. And that's one thing that was really hard after, after hockey is, you know, what are you going to do? What's going to happen? You know, I didn't kind of had to retire because of my back and, you know, it's just one of those things you don't go out the way that you wanted to. And, um, but you look back and be like, you know, hockey really, really helps, especially being out of the game for, three years now and I shouldn't say out of the game, but playing, um, you know, I tried to make a comeback last year and I just, it was just hard and it's hard to put the body through that. And, you know, now we were getting ready for a kid. So I'm going to be able to pick up the kid and be able to run around with them. So that, those are the things that you really take, try to take advantage of is sightseeing, taking advantage of the, the land. 
yeah, yeah, definitely the priorities now with uh, with uh, the baby boy there uh, in the household. Um, in term, yeah, you touched on it already a bit, but uh, you know your experience. What was it like with the fans? Uh, you know, in the community and and at at the games and and the environment uh, here in this building. Yeah, the, for Syracuse, it's you know it, it wasn't it wasn't the best building you know it wasn't the newest building it wasn't that but it had character it had everything we fill it get you know it's just it was that crunch hockey mentality that we put you know we played in the building was a part of that and you know it's it got loud and you know i've seen the upgrades that you guys have done now and it looks you know, it looks phenomenal and so that having the fans there you know you, you fill the place it's loud but then when you're, you know, we were always out in the community doing things and, you know, just having, you know, I've been on other teams where you, the fans aren't as interactive and there's not, you know, there's not many of them and there is a lot of them and here and then we we're supposed to, you know, sometimes we're, we had our mailman in Syracuse, he came to our wedding, you know, it's just like we were able to hang out with him and do stuff. We still talk to him and there's other fans that we talked to that I was very part of that um, still to this day, you know, share things with me and everything. So it, and I don't have that from any other team. So that's how special Syracuse is. And it was special for us and, you know, my wife to be out in the community and being involved. And that's one thing that, you know, later on in my career, I started doing more and more and realized how special it was and what it means to some of the fans and some of the kids and, you know, the, how much they look up to you. And then you just try to give back whatever you can because you don't, you know, you don't feel like you're doing much. You're just playing a game that you love to play, but you're also entertaining and, but, and, people look up to you so it's you know you try to give back as much as you can because it's you're in their their shoes one day and now you're just trying to grow the game and grow more fans well, the efforts made, uh, well, you know, in your time here, have certainly uh, have certainly paid off in the in the long run for the Crunch, who continue to have wonderful fan support as always. Crunch defenseman Matt Teramina, we appreciate the time here today on Crunch Chronicles. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, congrats on the uh, the growing family. We uh, wish everyone well there in in Michigan, and uh, thanks again for doing this. And hopefully, we see you here in Syracuse at some point down the line. Thank you. I appreciate it. There he is, Syracuse Crunch defenseman Matt Tarameda, who spent parts of four seasons in Syracuse, first in 2012 through 2014, and then returning in 2015 through 2017. So we appreciate Matt Tarameda for joining us this week on Crunch Chronicles. We hope you enjoy the conversation with him and about his time in Syracuse. Very open about those uh, those couple of seasons he spent in Syracuse and the 227 regular season games, plus the 40 playoff games he's spent with the Syracuse Crunch, 143 regular season points, top 20 score all-time in franchise history, and one of the top scoring defensemen all-time in franchise history for Syracuse, and one of two Crunch defensemen ever to win the Eddie Shore Award as the league's top defenseman. And as we mentioned earlier as well, the only guy for the Crunch to appear in both the 2013 and the 2017 Calder Cup Finals. Uh, So just a very productive defenseman 
Auburn and Syracuse over the course of his career, and we appreciate him giving us the time this week on Crunch Chronicles. If you have any good Matt Termino stories you'd like to share with us, we'd always love to hear about them. You can tweet me at Lucas Favalli or email me lfavalli at syracusecrunch.com. We'd love to hear the stories and share them on an upcoming episode of Crunch Chronicles. If you have some good ones, whether it's about Matt Termina or any of our previous guests, J.P. Cotes, the Mike Angelides, whoever it might be, we'd love to hear your stories about our former Crunch players and the guests here on Crunch Chronicles. If you enjoyed our conversation with Matt Tiermita, we'd certainly love to hear a rating or a review. You can just uh, smash that five-star rating wherever you're listening to the show or, again, give it a review as well or just email me uh, any of your thoughts or concerns about the program. Uh, we'd love to hear those as well just to see what we're doing well now. 25 episodes in to Crunch Chronicles and still so many more to go. We can't wait to get to our next crop of uh, guests on a future episode of Crunch Chronicles. That'll do it for us today here on this episode. Thanks again to Matt Tiermina for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great episode of Crunch Chronicles.